0: Okay, and we're back here with another episode of Food in the Hood.
1: Episode 25. Yes. We're a quarter of the way into 100 episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's crazy. It
0: is. Well, it's it's, it's so, so crazy to live in this situation.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're probably going to be recording a lot more since we're all stuck at home. Um, so today we're going to talk about a topic... Um, That is maybe quite relevant for the situation, which is meal kits. So some of us might have tried this before or seen them on YouTube. But essentially, these are meal kits delivered straight up to your door with all the ingredients you need to create a tasty meal.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And I thought it was super relevant because a lot of people are getting deliveries these days. Right. But be it delivered food or delivered groceries. Um, What about delivered ingredients for a specific meal? Right.
0: Right. And um yeah, these serve. I've never used them, but um, I've definitely been bombed, uh, like the YouTube pre-roll ads, uh, with oh, yeah. with <laughs> all these type of <laughs> delivery service uh, meal kits delivery service ads. Right? Definitely. So before we dive into the topic of meal kits, uh, we can probably give a little bit of update on life under COVID nineteen.
1: Sure. Do you want to go yeah. first?
0: Uh Yeah, I have uh, This has been the third week um, Under the stay at home uh, order from New York State um, mm-hmm. So I've been staying at home for three weeks um, For the foreseeable future, I might still have to stay at home Because New York City is still the epicenter of the globe right now Yeah Mm-hmm.
1: And you live in a particularly dense area, right so that's because um, you live within a city
0: yes i live in uh, I live in Queens, so it's considered five boroughs of New York City and um actually the city uh, I think we're recording on April fifth and it was I think April second or third uh, mm-hmm. the city health government uh government health department published this map of uh, it's basically confirmed case by zip code of the whole city. The mm-hmm. city breaks down into, I don't know, close to 100 or more than 100 different zip codes, right? right. So my zip code, um, the area that I live in my neighborhood, it's um, it actually it, it, it's like mild. Um, yeah. it, it's not even medium severe considered to some other neighboring uh, neighborhoods when mm-hmm. uh, we uh i think the precise number from April second was eighty five or eighty eight confirmed okay. cases uh, okay. around uh my neighborhood and um that's maybe four to five uh, i think it's four people per a thousand residents okay so okay. it's relatively low consider um some of the neighboring uh areas were uh, could be as high as 300 or 500 cases yeah, in that single yeah. zip code. There might be a larger population because my neighborhood is pretty small in terms of area. Right. Um, but still, uh, some of the rougher neighborhoods like the Elmhurst Hospital. Uh, oh,
1: that one has been yeah. all over the news.
0: I know. It's, it's right? not that far away from where I live.
1: Yeah, I heard uh, that there were 13 deaths in a single day from COVID in the ER or, or something along those lines. Yeah, which probably is kinda crazy. Of more now. Yeah, um, well, I think that in Chicago, you know, we're not as bad, it's not as bad as it is in New York or New York City. Um, but there are still some, there, there, there is still pretty serious here. And I think Illinois, Michigan, a couple of the eastern, like east coast states as well are getting hit hard. Um,
0: yeah, Michigan,
1: uh, Detroit. Michigan has a lot of cases, yeah. I think right. they're, the last time I checked, which was like yesterday, I think they were at 11,000 cases. Yeah. Um,
0: and, um, you know, this is... I don't know. It's going to be a wave. Uh, Yeah. New York is getting hit the first and probably other places going to catch up.
1: Right, right. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess one thing that has been affected for a lot of people when it comes to food and making sure that we're fed during COVID-19 is uh, people's grocery shopping experiences have definitely changed. Right.
0: Mm hmm. Yes.
1: For instance, I know that a lot of stores, uh, I go to the local LD quite a bit for groceries in the past, Um, and I went there two weeks ago, and they were out of milk and they were out of eggs. Um, But I know that the Asian Mart, we have a Korean grocery store close by. That one still has milk and eggs. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting what stores are still carrying certain items versus what stores run out really quickly. Um, I noticed that smaller stores like the, the little corner bodegas, they still have like toilet paper and kitchen towels. Whereas Aldi definitely doesn't have either of those.
0: Right. And similar situation here. Well, obviously... New York, you know, bodegas are part of New York. Um, so the uh, corner stores are pretty, I'd, I'd say, pretty well in stock for most of the stuff. But mm-hmm. um, some of the Asian grocery stores are closed in um, the well, especially in Queens, deeper Queens, where it get hit pretty hard. Um, those yeah. stores are temporarily closed um, just to uh, alleviate some of the uh, pressure right now, especially for workers who has to uh constantly stock up on the shelves and getting new supplies and and um you know receiving all these new uh products it's it's pretty high risk right now, considering the overall uh cases positive cases in those areas
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so that kind of led to the next topic which is uh ordering from the internet right so yeah uh, the grocery
1: com- delivery has really yeah. taken off <laughs>
0: right there are a lot of different services in new york right. and actually right. most of them are jammed up like you cannot get a delivery slot um yeah in the past they claim to be um, you know same day next day delivery But now it's definitely
1: not the case. Yeah, it's it's
0: even hard to get a same week delivery now.
1: Yeah, usual wait time. I don't know about you. I I ordered from Jewel Osco and it took Uh me like the, the closest, the fastest they could deliver it was one week out. And then I think oh, because yeah. they're slammed with orders, you know, they'll give you a window, okay, we'll deliver between 3 and 5 p.m., but usually it's hours later. Like, that's that's the reality of it. And, you know, yeah. people are working really hard around the clock to make sure that people are getting their groceries, but the fact that this is happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, just goes to show that a lot of people are using the service right now.
0: For sure, yeah. And um, on the other end of the spectrum, would be um, food meal, uh, meal delivery services, right? Like Uber mm-hmm. Eats, GrabHub, uh, Postmate,
1: DoorDash, you know, DoorDash, et cetera. Seamless.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one observation that I've made was a lot of the New York restaurants are closing. Mm-hmm. So there are uh, off from Seamless or Uber Eats. They just shut down uh, the the entire um, kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a pretty uh it's it's a little depressing to see places that I was able to order from two weeks ago and now uh they're closed for business at, at mm-hmm. least temporarily
1: right yeah. right
0: hmm and the middle ground here would be these um like blue apron uh hello fresh home chef uh the meal kits delivery services mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And I know you have, um, in the past, used Home Chef.
1: Yes, correct. Uh, Yeah, so I think... A lot of these meal kit delivery services run promotions for new users Uh (laughs) there was a period of time in grad school where i wanted to cook but i was too lazy to go out and like actually think about what ingredients i need right Mm -hmm. so i actually tried out home chef but before we even dive in um, the whole idea of a meal kit delivery service is you know essentially you sign up you kind of have several options to choose from in terms of how many meals you want per week mm-hmm. uh, how many people you're cooking for what cuisine you're interested in what your dietary restrictions are right you give all of those input into the system and then they will send you a meal kit which is essentially a box and a lot of times this is a refrigerated box so there's ice packs mm. and whatnot okay so we we'll have ingredients like you know um, shrimp, chicken breast. Um, there will be spices. There will be condiments. It will essentially have almost everything you need to make a meal. Minus, you know, maybe salt and pepper.
0: Um, yeah,
1: and then you essentially put together that meal at home. You cook from the box. Okay. And the whole idea behind the service is that you don't have to go to the grocery store and individually pick up items yourself. Um, you don't have to worry about buying way too much ingredients that you don't need because maybe you only need like, you know, a, a two tablespoon of chili flakes, right? But you don't need to buy like a whole can of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's sort of the question, idea. Though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um... The so, do you get to choose the dish or you just get to choose like a style of dishes?
1: Right, I think this differs from service to service. I believe the one I tried, which is Home Chef, I was able to pick out exactly what meals I wanted. So, maybe uh-huh. for that week, there were 30 meals to pick from, and I could pick three meals. That so, I you liked.
0: can just say, I want chicken parmesan and yeah they I want will, chicken
1: parmesan I want sweet potato with prosciutto that's what's gonna show up
0: huh okay that's yeah. pretty cool because I've heard um other ones are more like the uh, stitch fix for clothes type of mm. service that just like
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you know about stitch fix but go on. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, um that, that would be something that they're, they're playing a little bit of the guessing game there yeah, and probably yeah. it's easier for their supply and um, you, you know just to balance out uh, some of the quote-unquote unpopular items to
1: definitely to,
0: to certain people that may actually find them delicious
1: yeah there's more flexibility there in terms of the supply chain for, for the see. parent for, for the organization I guess
0: uh-huh. Um, interesting so so is there like a step-by-step recipe for each of the kids
1: yeah so for home chef you actually get a little binder and then you get recipe cards that you can put into the binder so you can keep those over time oh um, okay. i really like that having like a physical thing to refer to and a lot of the recipes are fairly easy to put together you don't need to be an expert mm-hmm. um, i know some kits just give you sort of a link and then you can open up and there's a video that teaches you how to cook it
0: Oh, okay. So there's a variety, huh. really. That's pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so I guess what are some... But you still need to have your own kitchen utensils. and
1: You need to have, you know, your general pans, spatulas, uh-huh. like the salt and pepper. Like you should have those things. They assume you have somewhat of a functional kitchen. I see. Um, I see. Yeah. So
0: this is just floating ingredients that are. Yep. Uh-huh, yep. Needed. Okay. And they
1: differ too, depending on the service, right? Some some services are a little bit pricier, a little bit fancier. They might give you more luxurious items, so to speak. You know, I don't think anyone's putting saffron, saffron mm-hmm. or anything, but um, they might have more expensive ingredients. Um, there's also a variety of cuisine. So for for some of these services you can get more adventurous food items. You know, if you're someone who want to try out, you know, cooking Indian but you don't want to buy like a whole pack of garam masala, you know, you don't want to buy yeah. like a giant bag of spices. This is a good way to try out different things. Oh my god, I sound like a salesperson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so so I guess well cuz I have my understanding of these services was from like the YouTube ads, right? So right. I just wonder how are you I guess how prepped are those foods because we just talked about processed foods Mm -hmm, right so mm -hmm. how maybe in terms of percentages how much is the food actually processed to be just ready to dump in the pot versus something that you still need to cut cut it up and you know steam it and do all that stuff.
1: I think it depends on the service and the meal. And then probably what it depends even more on is whatever the service is getting their ingredient and supply from, like what's that capability there? Mm -hmm. So for instance, to give you an example, one of the dishes I got, because it tasted so good, I still remember it. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's a testament to their recipe, not necessarily my own culinary skills. Okay. But it was this butternut squash cubes with prosciutto, Mm stir-fried together. And, you know, I was expecting them to just give me, like, one half of a squash, which I had to cut up. But it actually came in these pre-cut cubes of squash that I literally just had to throw onto the pan,
0: Mm. right?
1: So it was already processed for me in that sense. But I know some other ingredients, like, would come... um, You might have to do some chop work, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might
1: have to slice and dice, etc. So I guess Mm -hmm. it depends. And then I know for Home Chef, their parent organization is Kroger. Uh-huh. So probably whatever is available already through the Kroger supply chain, that type of, like the degree of processing. Um,
0: That's actually that we'll a really into it. good, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it just sounds like a very viable business uh, workflow because mm-hmm. there are Kroger's everywhere. Kroger's, by the yeah. way, are the huge uh, supermarket chain. They might not call it Kroger at your um, local area, um, but there are a lot of Kroger's around. So what would be really cool is that uh, what if those meals were actually just prepped in your local grocery store using the same supply chain and they were shipped Mm -hmm. also locally to you, um, packed and shipped locally to you. Or it could literally be a delivery service. It doesn't have to be a... Um, shipment through freight. It could just be a, a, a local delivery service like DoorDash. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. You're completely right. I think like when we are envisioning this, we might think of there's a central warehouse or station where from which um,
0: someone's cutting up your squash right
1: (laughs) right, and someone is like shipping it all across the country but i think what's probably more realistic is like you said because there's already existing supply chain for you know supermarket chains like kroger and whatnot they can just leverage that internal capability and Mm -hmm. um use what they already have to deliver things to you right yeah why would you have to ship things with like air shipment across the entire state if it's just easier to leverage your existing supply chain.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And, and I guess this only recently became a thing because of
1: a couple the, years. Yeah,
0: a couple yeah. of years already. Um, but but like I just wonder because you can go to a grocery store and get all these pre prepped meal. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: they might not like what well, you can first there's a deli. You can literally just get fresh stuff made um, from from the deli in, mm-hmm. in grocery stores, right? But then they have these semi-prepped, maybe pre-marinated meat, uh, you know, chopped up vegetables um, or, you, you know, pre-boiled shrimp that you can just buy. So I mm-hmm. wonder, like, what was the leap? Um, this isn't quite um, processed food processing. Right? It's It's right. more on right. the... Um, culinary side
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i I wonder too like what 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 was the first meal kit delivery service that emerged and how did that, that jump like because essentially I you guess.
0: just you I mean to me I feel like at least from what I've heard of these services that the food actually tastes good
1: they do they like, actually taste really good it's
0: not it's not um they don't care the notion of a grocery store, um, semi-prepped uh, food uh, connotation, right? That those things are in general on the less good side compared to just buying fresh stuff from the grocery store because mm-hmm. you have that direct comparison next to each other. Right, you can have right. like a skewer that's ready with. Uh, bell, bell pepper shrimp and steak cubes yeah. or like you, you can said, literally you can get, can get these three something. separate things
1: yep exactly and put it together uh, yourself yeah right And I mean I think that's the appeal behind this service it, it, it almost feels like you're doing everything yourself which you are, minus the actual picking <laughs> up the ingredients and yeah, you know, putting together the recipe. Definitely. So that's give you a sense of accomplishment, and I think for some people who are trying to you know eat a healthier diet, this is a quick way, a less frustration method to prepare a meal from scratch at home versus eating out, right? Because eating mm-hmm. out, you have less control of what ingredients go into your meal. But if you're cooking it yourself, you can control like oh how much cooking oil I want to put or, you know, maybe I don't want this thing because Yeah, I might just use half
0: pack of the salt, not the whole pack.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's more, there's a level of control over it.
0: It's almost like personalized nutrition. It always comes back to a previous topic. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And um, but there are some controversies, right? So you mentioned, well, before we record it, we talk a little bit. You mentioned uh, the amount of packaging that we use yep. for these kits.
1: Mm-hmm. So, this once again depends on the service, right? Some service ship you a box with ice packs, and then you have all these bunch of ingredients just inside, right? Your carrot might not have an- another layer of packaging or anything. But I think I know for some delivery kits, um you would get you know two cloves of garlics in a little plastic baggie and then you'll get another carrot in another Mm. bag and then you'll get you know your uh spices in another little sachet and you'll get your soy sauce in a little those fish containers oh yeah 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 Uh yeah (laughs) i'm like i don't need that i have a giant bottle but you know like there's just a lot of um in individual packaging for very small amounts of items.
0: Cuz each so. meal it's its own kit.
1: Yes. Yep. Oh, okay, that also again depends. The, the I don't know. Yeah. Some, I
0: can't I can't some, really visualize this.
1: If you buy 3 meals from a particular company, it they might come in one box but be in three bags within yeah, each right. bag is the exact ingredients for that meal. But some companies are trying to be more eco-friendly, mm-hmm. so they will mix all of those ingredients together. So if you have two meals that are different, but they both need pasta, they would yeah. just combine all the pasta together, right? So there's a lot of little nuances in what companies can do and keep, like to, to, to improve the sustainability mm-hmm. of your product. But overall, I think the biggest controversy it seems for these are just the insane amount of packaging.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And I wonder if Home Chef has an app. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, He probably does, yeah. Yeah, because I feel you can, like you said, there are recipe cards available. You can put a QR code on those cards so that you can Mm -hmm. easily reorder them. And Mm -hmm. you can probably fill out a lot of, you know, quote-unquote behavioral um, data, right? So, like... I have a intermediate equipped kitchen uh with you know check out that apply of these ingredients that I already have in bulk and you, you you know essentially and and you can take a survey about your 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 food preference or whatever maybe there's some type of algorithm that I can recommend. A few dishes and they get smarter (laughs) if you give them higher ratings, (laughs) (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, that's that's completely true. I think that's really valuable data, right? Yeah,
0: right. And like, I don't know how much they're capturing. We need someone that's a regular, because you're not a regular yeah. user of these services. A
1: lot of people are first-time users. They're like, oh my God, 50% off? Okay, let me try it for a week. <laughs> then it becomes too expensive.
0: I see. So it does get yeah. expensive after t- uh, a while? or
1: huh? Well, it is expensive to begin with, but usually to entice new users, they'll cut you know the price in half or something for your first week etc so
0: it's comparable to um like quick service restaurant type of price or this is still cheaper Mm -hmm. just like more expensive than getting your own groceries
1: it depends on the particular service because some are cheaper than others Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of times like it falls to between six or seven to like 13 dollars per meal depending on Mm what kind of service you use. What I found interesting about what you said about the data part just now, right? Like, I wonder if they have access to demographic data and they can see, well, young professional living in a metropolitan city um, with these food allergies. Well, these are the flavor combinations that work best for this person. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, this is the frequent... I don't know, like, there's a lot of interesting... Data that can be collected and can be played with
0: yeah, to, find, it's like, to understand yeah, food pairing I yeah so to use different ways of thinking and getting uh, especially if it's decentralized like what Kroger might be doing. it's mm-hmm. a, um, I mean with I think the whole notion of this kind of got popularized because of delivery services. Mm Because literally you can have everything, anything delivered right now.
1: Uh, Because there's more control over like, you know, exactly exactly the
0: demand. Or, or, you know, the demand, you know, the time
1: frame for that demand. So you have better control over spoilage and not over ordering things that might not sell.
0: Yes, exactly. So at least I wonder. For this also,
1: park. though, currently, I'm sure supermarkets themselves have some sort of system in place currently to ensure that they don't overstock on um, perishable items, mm-hmm. right? I wonder how. Like, I wonder how that compares with, like you said, if we if more people got delivered kits. Like, what's the degree of control or degree of prediction we have over people's behavior for buying perishable foods mm-hmm. through those two channels but yeah. that's a very good point right it
0: might be a reduce of food waste from the yeah. retail side
1: yeah yeah definitely and definitely from the personal side as well there mm-hmm. i like i always buy celery and never can finish it myself yeah. because it comes in such a giant bag you know uh-huh Maybe I just need like two stalks for like my tuna salad. But then there's so much and I have to think about, okay, what other things can I make with celery? There's only so much celery you can eat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I guess that's that's a really that's a really interesting point. And, you know, it's more under, I guess, another aspect of this would be to design these recipes or modified Mm -hmm. recipes that fit into the meal kits. Uh, situations, right? Because mm-hmm. I guess, well, well, can you like order a roast beef or something? You probably can't.
1: Uh, like a giant slab of beef.
0: Yeah, or something that you, you like more complicated. Good, like imagine if you could just press a button and order a a a full meal kits for your Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Oh, that would make so many people's jobs so much easier. Less (laughs) stress, less holiday stress. You can get a pre-fried turkey pre-fried turkey pre-stuffed turkey pre-made pudding
0: at least isn't that
1: just buying it from the store though (laughs) 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 like what's the line that we draw here
0: (laughs) yeah that's true i don't know at what what what
1: point can you say well i actually made this myself versus i bought it from kroger (laughs) yeah (laughs) well
0: at least you can have everything cut up for the stuffing
1: that's true. Like, yeah. It's
0: yeah. it's all raw and the butter stick is, is ready to use. It has yeah. um like a, well maybe pre-marinated chicken or something like you can
1: yeah. you can
0: just yeah. get everything Why ready you just, but like, you still you still <laughs> So the thing is you still put the, your food into the oven. <laughs> So, like, so everything
1: we, is almost prepared. Yeah, It's like 80% there. But you put it into the oven and you took it out and I, you browned the skin on the I, turkey. Exactly. So technically, you made it. You
0: made so it. So technically,
1: you saved Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, and I mean, there should be a company just called Final Touch,
1: right? Oh, my God. That's such a viable business idea. The, the slogan would be, we get you 90% of the way there. Yeah,
0: right. So just like, you still get the joy of making food yeah um, yeah you can <laughs> tell people
1: you made it zero guilt there yeah zero right. guilt
0: right i mean um i i guess i guess that that might be something i don't know it sounds already like people aren't doing it in, in like yeah hello fresh blue apron those places yeah. yeah
1: that's a good point i i wonder okay even think about cooking in modern day okay let's go back to thanksgiving What's that thing called? The cranberry dish that people eat during Thanksgiving. The no, like,
0: cranberry sauce.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even that. Most of the time, it comes from a can for a lot of people, right? Who's gonna slowly st- like stand at the stove and boil down their syrup? Like a lot of people just buy it from a can.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right?
1: Like at what point? Like we things are getting more and more convenient because maybe two hundred years ago, people actually had to make the cranberries themselves. But like at what point? do we say, like, I made this versus, hmm. well, I bought this.
0: Yeah, now we're you know. getting deep into... Okay, that's too actual, philosophical. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, the ownership of the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but I mean, the the lines are getting blurry, right, because mm-hmm. of all these things that are uh, in our life. And I feel like they, it, it's overall a good thing. I, I think the more just from a public health standpoint the more people mm-hmm. use their kitchen regardless it's how much actual prep work that go into the kitchen as long as people are still using their stove their oven to cook mm-hmm. it's 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 better it's better for people to control their own diet it's better for portion control it's better also for the environment right it's essentially we're we're gonna um we're we're, we're wasting less in to some extent
1: wait if people are cooking at home versus eating out yeah right well you could also argue that if people are eating out right if they're eating out at a restaurant the restaurant is preparing the food on a much bigger scale than at home so they have more efficiency there right they won't buy one bag of celery and only use two stocks <laughs> they would use the whole bag yeah, <laughs> hopefully right. So I I don't know I feel like it could go both ways mm-hmm. but I do think that cooking at home gives you more control over your diet for sure
0: yeah maybe but, yeah you're right actually restaurants are pretty efficient too
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they have to be efficient they have to operate efficiently to keep a profit margin yeah um but I don't know that's yeah. well, well
0: that's pretty cool I'm I mean they're definitely having a lot of business recently because of the lockdowns.
1: Yeah, a lot of new kits like Blue Apron. I think, I think Blue Apron closed down a facility, but then they're also seeing increased demand in some sectors. Yeah. So, yeah. Do People they? Do they are own any grocery stores? Who Blue Apron? Yeah, I don't know. Let me see. I know that Home Fresh is connected to Kroger. Home Fresh parent organization is actually Kroger, Kroger, but yeah. not sure about Blue Apron. Let it might just a be
0: its own thing
1: yeah
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but anyways so I mean depends on how how long COVID lasts right so maybe in the future people would just be converted to meal service uh, well meal kit service and uh, Mm -hmm. living a different lifestyle
1: yeah Mm -hmm. especially if it's You know if you don't have to go out and you can feed yourself that's always welcome in this sort of Mm -hmm. these unprecedented times that we live in
0: certainly yeah yeah so we're ready for new foods
1: yes okay i was looking at blue apron i was not i wasn't able to find if it's related to any grocery store Mm -hmm. um maybe i can look into that later but yes We have um, the last segment of our podcast that we started a couple episodes back, which is new food items. Very creative name there. Um, (laughs) But essentially, we talk about new consumer packaged goods, Mm -hmm. foods that we've tried recently. And Ben, you tried a type of cookie that you really liked?
0: Yeah, chips, ahoy's, um, with uh, Reese's.
1: Reese's Pieces. I never know how to pronounce that.
0: Yeah, so Reese's (laughs) Uh, is the uh, is the peanut butter cup? Yeah. Right.
1: Wait, Reese's or Reese's?
0: I think it's Reese's.
1: Okay, um, I wonder if it's a regional thing too.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, but um, essentially turn a uh, chocolate chip cookie into a chocolate chip and peanut butter cookie.
1: Mm, um, the, Reese's are good.
0: Yeah, they are really rich, um, and creamy. So the cookies are also, I think they did something to the base of the cookies. So the cookie is softer, um, not mm-hmm. like the traditional chip It's like they're really, it's it's almost kind of crispy. Mm-hmm. So um, I enjoyed it. I saw it in the supermarket the other day while I was doing uh, bulk grocery shopping. So <laughs> I picked up, uh, yeah, I already finished it. It was really good.
1: Okay, well, I'll look that I'll look out for that next time in a grocery store. Funny mm-hmm. thing you mentioned about it being crispy. I think that's something that I talked to my American friends about. I feel like people here really like their cookies to be kind of like soft. soft.
0: Yeah, and so like that's the war. cookie style.
1: Uh-huh. Right. But I think back in Malaysia and like various parts of Asia, people prefer crispy cookie
0: yeah right over
1: something that is like soft and
0: yes you know, yes kind of
1: melts in your mouth
0: because um i don't know it needs to because the the soft cookie isn't soggy like water type of soft it's like the creamy yeah. buttery soft
1: right so i think right. that just but I still <laughs> yeah it's just
0: like overkill for a lot of asian diets
1: yeah like you're not familiar
0: yeah. with that much butter
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely in a crispy cookie camp. I'm guessing you are got too. It.
0: Yeah, I. I bounce around. Like this one is actually pretty soft. Um, okay. But um, the the flavor is pretty on point, so I'm
1: happy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm. I'm definitely in camp crispy. Uh-huh. My friends for my birthday last year, they got me an insomnia cookie, like those giant cookies. Yeah. For people's birthdays, cookie and like and it was good, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. It was way too much soft cookie for one person. Okay, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, yeah. What did you
0: have this this past two weeks?
1: So last night, no Friday night, I made these sweet Korean pancake with brown sugar filling and walnuts. Called I think it's called hodok. Mm-hmm. but um, it came from a kit. So the kit comes with flour, yeast, and um, so it comes with flour and yeast, so you make a dough, so- and then it also comes with brown sugar and some of the other ingredients that goes into the pancake. So essentially, mm-hmm. it's a pancake, and then in the middle, there's this like goozy, gooey brown sugar filling. So I've never really used these kits before, but it was actually really fun, and the pancake tasted pretty good in my own opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was fun. I've never. I feel like these are a good way to do things if you're bored at home right mm-hmm. you're bored you're hungry you're stuck at home because of quarantine like try some of these kids because you don't want to buy like a five pound bag of flour if you never bake but you want to try things yeah. right so this is a good way to get into things i think
0: that's pretty nice actually because um, you know what i missed after get it being quarantined for so long mm-hmm. it's like mindless lab work
1: what really
0: (laughs) yeah just like just just like something that you don't have to think think a lot but you still physically need to move around right um, right doing somewhat repetitive
1: like you're in your little flow and zone
0: yeah right and I think that's how I I mean we've talked about this a long time ago on the show it was it was um de-stressing sometimes Mm -hmm. to do those work Mm -hmm. right that's true and and I feel people are Basically, using cooking as the similar activity right now.
1: Yeah. To
0: help I mean, ease like, out a lot of these anxieties. Of when you're just fever.
1: rolling dough with your hand repeatedly, like you don't really think about anything else. It's actually very meditative. Yeah. I right. think you're completely right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know if you heard, but there's this trend going on online. You have probably seen it called Taeguna Coffee.
0: Oh, started yeah, up in yeah, a yeah. korean
1: coffee shop I yeah know. but you have it's to
0: like you, have you to do you want to explain what it is to people it, right?
1: <laughs> do you want to <laughs> explain what it is to people wait it's um, so, uh, taken out of context what you said just sounded really weird yeah you should probably explain so
0: i don't know the exact recipe but it's like instant coffee with a little bit of water and sugar yeah is that it
1: yeah one and, to one to one ratio and almost. You,
0: you 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 almost like frost it
1: yeah, you beat it with, you, like, a hand mixer or whatever for, like, a thousand times.
0: Yeah. Hey, I, I, okay, this is kind of, like, what what the fuck is the science behind it?
1: <laughs> so, this is what I heard. Okay. You know what? We could have, like, a whole episode just on this, but here's a very short overview. Okay. Right? The whole idea is, like, when you're beating it, it's kind of like making whipped cream. You're incorporating air into it, so it becomes this, like, fluffy, thick paste. Yes. Right? Right? Um, that you can put on top of milk, and then it becomes like a milk coffee. But essentially, the, if you read the instructions, you have to use instant coffee. You can't use other types. Because, because there's instant, emulsifiers in there. Exactly. There's right? emulsifiers okay. to the form I'm that barrier wrong. between, <laughs> you know, I don't know, the oil, water, or air, air, water yeah, interface, whatever sure. it be. Because
0: <laughs> that's what, because um, someone sent me uh, just a, a video about this, and I was yeah. just sitting there and thinking, okay, the instant coffee sugar and water it doesn't really seem like something that would frost or would uh, you you can't really easily whip it and and I thought about it again maybe there's because instant coffee goes through the agglomeration step and there might be like I don't know maltodextrin or some some other emulsifiers in there that Mm -hmm. links all these together and with the small amount of water it probably makes sense
1: Yep, exactly. And actually, they actually recommend you not to use instant coffee that has, I think, oils or lipids in it because that is going to destroy ah, the foam structure. Yeah, yeah So yeah. I think you, you're definitely right. There's probably something to do with the emulsifiers being in the instant coffee. That's why it has to be instant coffee. It can't yeah. be regular coffee.
0: Right. Hey, well, I'm just so, so happy that we're aligned. At least someone can back me up on this. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't have that much confidence in yeah. what I just said, but I feel but like it makes that's sense. a good guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I might try that. I might try to get instant coffee on my next grocery run, which is probably happening in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's this has been a good recording. Yeah. Um,
1: I hope everyone stays safe yes. and healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can find us on all different type of podcast platforms. And you can shoot us an email with questions at uh FIH podcast at gmail dot com.
1: Yep. Uh thanks for listening and until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.